the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, August the 24th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on August 24, 1814, during the War of 1812, the British forces invaded Washington, D.C., setting fire to the Capitol, which was still under construction. Also, they set fire to the White House and some other public buildings. I guess they were still a little chafed over the 17... 76 era. Today in AD 79, long dormant Mount Vesuvius erupted, bearing the Roman city of Pompeii in volcanic ash. They estimated about 20,000 people died in that eruption. Today in 1932, Amelia Earhart embarked on a 19-hour flight from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey, making her the first woman to fly solo nonstop from coast to coast. Today, in 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower, he signed the Communist Control Act that outlawed the Communist Party in the United States. Maybe we should revisit that. Today, in 1968, France became the world's fifth nation to have nuclear weapons. It exploded a hydrogen bomb in the South Pacific. Today, in 1992, Hurricane Andrew smashed into Florida, caused $30 billion in damage, 43 deaths were blamed on the storm. Ten years ago today, Steve Jobs resigned as CEO of Apple Incorporated. He was succeeded by Tim Cook. One year ago today, Republicans formally nominated President Donald Trump for a second term. Trump told the delegates that, quote, the only way they can take this election away from us is if this is a rigged election. There's a lot of data out there. I've been following it closely, not in any sense. I don't, my mindset is not that I think the election should be overturned. We need to move on. But if America doesn't have honest and um, appropriate elections, elections of integrity, we don't have anything as the basis for how we operate our government and how we live our lives here in America. The voting franchise is the bottom line. The people get to speak. And if it is corrupted, and I personally believe that it is to a degree, I think a larger degree than a lot of people are willing to admit, then we are in big trouble. If we can't elect the people that we collectively want to elect. But anyway, there's an ongoing um, effort to get to the bottom and really expose any corruption and any irregularities from the election. Again, the people that I'm following, that I'm paying attention to, including the people in Arizona in the state legislature, they're not trying to reverse an election. They're trying to put America back on solid ground as far as the integrity of our elections are concerned. We'll probably be talking about that soon. There's some new evidence 
that's come out that is uh, concerning, to say the least. We'll probably get to that one of these days soon. Como News is reporting this morning in Seattle that uh, yesterday marked the return of the mask mandate for Washington. Washington's grappling, they say, with a surging number of COVID-19 cases. That's true, it is. As of the close of business day, about 100 complaints had been filed, been filed last night by last night. The Washington Department of Labor and Industry over non-compliance with this new mask mandate. People are turning in other people and making reports and so on. Pierce County, which has been one of the lowest, that's Tacoma area, lowest vaccine rates, set a new record of COVID cases. They logged 383 confirmed incidents over a rolling seven-day period. Only 45% of the population, Como says, in Pierce County is fully vaccinated. The thing that caught my attention by Como News this morning is that Governor Jay Inslee's office says it will actively seek information about those not in compliance. What does that mean? They will actively seek information about those in compliance. Is that the kind of activities that maybe Dwight Eisenhower, when he signed the (laughs) No Communist Party, I, I mean, what are they doing? Well, they, the Inslee's office says the enforcement posture will be the same as it was prior to June 30. He said that is we will maintain the complaint form on coronavirus.wa.gov. But state officials said complaints about noncompliance will be addressed first by, provi- by providing outreach and education That could be followed by fines, penalties, and license revocation, depending on the severity of the violations, according to Inslee's office. That's chilling, to say the least, that the governor is becoming like we thought other countries were and we weren't. When they start talking about looking into it, following up on people that are non I don't know. It just, the whole thing makes me nervous. I don't know about you, but I don't like where this thing's going at all. Proud Boys leader Enrique Torrio, and I'm not endorsing Proud Boys, so for those of you who are make notes about what I say, I'm not endorsing them. But Enrique Torrio, he's the head of that. He was sentenced to more than five months in jail yesterday for tearing down a Black Lives Matter banner from a historic black church. That was happened last year, back in December. He said, what I did was wrong, he told the court in a video conference yesterday. He said, I am profusely sorry for the actions. I consider it a grave mistake, what I did. He said, police members of the Proud Boys stole the Black Lives Matter flag banner off an Asbury United Methodist Church in December Everybody's reporting on it this morning. It's all over the news from the Washington Post to local newspapers and TV and so on. The church's senior pastor, the United Asbury United Methodist, the church uh, church's senior pastor, this doctor, Reverend Dr. Lanther Mills, he told the judge that Torino's actions were an act of intimidation and racism. He said that caused immeasurable and possibly irreparable harm to the community. I wonder if burning our American flag repeatedly causes any immeasurable and irreparable harm. 
to the community. I'm just wondering. I know they do it all the time. The press is there to cover it. In fact, they usually use a picture of somebody burning an American flag to get people to read their story. And I know that it's been said that the Constitution gives them the right to do that. Why is that different? And I'm wondering, does that, how does, what does that do to the young minds who see the American flag burning hundreds of times, if not thousands of times, over the last couple of years? Is that, does that inflict immeasurable and possibly irreparable harm? I don't know. I'm just asking. Perhaps I shouldn't be asking. Maybe they'll follow up on me. I don't know. President Joe Biden said something very interesting yesterday. I want to share this with you. He, I think, well, it was a slip of the tongue for sure, which is not unusual for the president. But he was talking yesterday about things in general, and he got off script. If he's reading, you know, his eyes get real squinty. And and I, I don't say this with any animosity. I mean... If any, I have my pastor's heart toward this man. I profoundly disagree with what he believes. In fact, I found nothing so far that he is, stands for that I can embrace, really. I mean, honestly. The guy is coming from the other side of the world, and people that know him say he didn't used to be so much that way. I don't know. But I know what he's saying now as president of the United States, and I know what he's doing because we follow it very, very closely. But he, I don't know if he meant to say this yesterday or if it was just a slip of the tongue. I think it was a slip of the tongue. But he was implying that Vice President Kamala Harris probably will become the first female president. Here's what he said. Now, I'm going to quote him. And this is not really a surprise because I think most of us know that Probably Barack Obama standing behind the curtain operating Joe Biden much like a ventriloquist and a dummy. I mean, truly, Barack Obama's pulling the strings. I'm convinced of that. And there are others, but he is the main string puller. He's the puppet master. But President Biden said, I'm quoting him, and this is verbatim. That's why we have a female vice president of the United States of America who's going to be paused. Well, we're going to have some female presidents pretty soon. He continued, my two daughters were born that you can do anything a man can do. These are his words. It's one thing for somebody say that and keep pounding that in the head of your five granddaughters as well. But to guess what? Until they see it, until they watch, it becomes real to them. We're going to be soon having a woman vice president? I mean, what does that mean? Is he preparing his exit? I don't know. I kind of think he is. I don't think he'll finish out the four-year, but it's interesting how these things slip out of his mouth. The White House yesterday argued that Americans were not stranded in Afghanistan. They called it irresponsible to say so. The White House, the president's spokesperson, Jen Psaki. She said, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. And White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, they are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home, home. 
when Fox News reporter Peter Ducey used the word stranded in his question, she bristled. She got upset. She said, we are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. When asked by Ducey if the official position of the White House was that no Americans were stranded in Afghanistan, she said, I'm calling you out on that. We're saying that we're stranding Americans in Afghanistan. We're not. The Afghanistan embassy is currently advising Americans not to come to the airport in Kabul unless they have received specific instructions to do so. So why are they not stranding them there? She argued that the Biden White House continued to work efficiently on the crisis, even though they remain unsure as to how many Americans were in Afghanistan. And they did not have an exact number of even Americans that have been evacuated. There's multiple news sources reporting this morning that there are people coming out of Afghanistan in those airplanes flown by us under the direction of President Biden that are not refugees. They are known terrorists in the country. The test of competence and leadership, she said yesterday, Saki, she said, is not about how you operate on your best day. It's about how you operate when the chips are down, when things are difficult, when you need to adapt and make decisions. I think that's the point of America. We're concerned, we're deeply concerned, because this president does not have the ability to, to do any of what his press secretary is suggesting is the most important thing. I would agree with her. When things are going well, it's pretty easy to be in control. When things are not going well, it's not so easy. And we are seeing a miserable failure. There are newspapers today across this country that helped elect Joe Biden as president of the United States. They are running headlines today that this administration is in. These are I'm lifting words from their headlines. This administration is in free fall. Confusion reigns. There's a a story out there today, and I didn't have time to check into this because it just popped up in the news about 15 minutes ago. But it says that his um, this president's approval rating has fallen to 41%. I don't know who did that polling, but I saw that headline. It was in a major news source. So they probably have checked it out. 41%. It was 52% just days ago. America's concerned about this. The deadline for troops to withdraw from Afghanistan is just days away, and the desperate evacuation of people is running out of time. There's tens of thousands of people waiting in Afghanistan, many of them Americans. And the others are people who fought along beside us. The Taliban leadership says if the U.S. or U.K. were to seek additional time to continue evacuations, the answer is no. They said that yesterday. They said if they don't get out the United States, the Taliban is now running this country in regards to our activities in Afghanistan. They said if the U.S. or the U.K. were to seek an additional time to continue evacuation, the answer is no. If they continue, they being us, there will be consequences. We're at the intersection of courage and deniable. There are some newspapers that are reporting on this saying, 
that President Biden is revealing himself as a great man of courage. I don't see the courage. I see the insanity. Maybe, well, Gary, that's what you're looking for. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want him as president. I would have never voted for him. But he is president, and this is our country. I actually pray for the president because the Bible tells me to do so. And in a disciplined way, I do. But I will tell you, this man is in free fall. He is not capable of being president, and the world knows it, and they're trying to tippy-toe around because America has been and is the most powerful nation in the world. But we appear to be in decline because our leadership is in decline, or free fall, as some of his most friendly newspapers are saying this morning. It's an amazing time to be alive. Certainly we can be, each of us individually, can be overcome by fear and anxiety over all this stuff that's going on. I constantly hear from people who listen to this program. They're saying, I, I, I can hardly take it. I had turned off listening to the news. I can't tell you how many times notes have come to me from just from our listeners. Said I had turned, I, w- I had stopped listening to the news. I couldn't take it anymore, but I started listening to your program. And now because you put it in the context of a biblical context, in the context of God is in control, and he is, I'm able to listen. Thank you. And that's what we try to do. And as bad as this is, or may become, God is in control. He is absolutely in control. I love the Bible. The Bible is the infallible, inspired Word of God. I don't know how many times in my life I've read Psalm 27, but let me share a couple of verses from Psalm 27 with you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Whatever's going on in our world today, you are hidden in his tabernacle. He has set you upon a rock. So let's keep that in mind as we walk through what is happening in our world today and each day as we take a look at the events that are happening in the course of human events in our world. I want to thank you for allowing me to be on the radio and to do what we do. I feel God has called me to this. I feel so strongly about it, but I couldn't do it without you and your support. I want to thank you for it. We don't talk about it. We don't spend a lot of time raising money. If we get to that point, we'll just cancel and we won't be on the radio anymore because that isn't our, what our, really our mission is about. But we do need your support. We need it. Our, our costs and our expenses continue to rise in various areas. There's legal matters. There's 
all kinds of accounting. There's all kinds of stuff that's outside the, the periphery of what we do, but it's very necessary, and we do it. And there's always costs that are uh, unexpected or going up or airtime costs being you know, raised and so on. So thank you for standing with us each day and every month to meet our budget. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, 98009. The Taliban met with Sky News, a sister network in Fox, of Fox News in Europe, to discuss what happens next. The Taliban spokesman, this Dr. Suhail Shaheen, he said, there is a red line for President Biden. We have drawn a red line. It's a red line. He said, President Biden announced that on 31 August, they will withdraw all their military forces so they can, so if they extend it, that means they are ex- extending occupation while there is no need for that. He added, if the U.S. or U.K. would seek to additional time to continue evacuations, he said the answer will be no. He said that yesterday. Now, yesterday, we're learning this morning that CIA Director William Burns secretly met with the Taliban leader, this Mullah Abdul Ghani uh, Baradar in Kabul yesterday, secretly. We're finding that out this morning. Both Fox News and Washington Post are reporting it. They were saying publicly yesterday they probably knew that their leader was meeting secretly with our CIA director, and they were saying publicly there will be no extension. If President Biden extends and doesn't leave when he promised to leave on August 31st, there will be consequences. I don't know what that means, but they are directing the activities of America now. We'll see how this works out, but France, the U.K., and Germany— They've all, they're all asking Biden to extend the August 31 withdrawal, but he's got himself in a horrible position. He can't do it without the Taliban reacting. They'll go blow something up, I suppose. I don't know what they'll do, but they say there'll be consequences. We're concerned about the deadline set by the United States, the, this France foreign minister says. He said additional time is needed to complete ongoing operations. The British position... Uh, The U.K. Fence Secretary Ben Wallace said yesterday, he said, the British position is that we want to stay longer if it is possible to do so. Wallace then said, though, he said, however, I'm pessimistic about the U.S. extending their timeline. All this is going on behind the scenes as we go about our day today. It's a pathetic response to the situation. After the interview, the U.S. Department of Defense Press Secretary John Kirby, he told our press here yesterday afternoon, he said, we've seen the public statements that the Taliban spokesman about their views on 31 August. He said, I think we all understand that view. He said, the goal is to get as many people out as fast as possible. And and while we're glad to see the numbers that we got out yesterday, we're not going to rest on our laurels. Well, they don't have any laurels to rest on. It's a miserable failure. They're in denial. The Afghans who have worked for and with the United States have been promised evacuation should the Taliban take control of the country, and they're panicked. They're the people that were holding to the side of the planes as they lifted off the runway, and some of them dropped to their death a couple of days ago. They were clinging on the outside of an airplane. They're that desperate to get out of that country because they know what's going to happen when the Taliban actually is in control in the United States and other countries, European. European countries are out of the country. 
That's why they were gripping the side of an airplane, trying to escape. They ultimately fell to their death. But same thing that happened in Saigon years ago. American citizens in the country have now been told not even to come to the airport for evacuation because of the chaos. And yet the spokesman for the White House is standing up telling our press yesterday, and they'll, they'll be doing it again today in just a matter of an hour or two when they hold their press conference. They'll be doing the same thing again today. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. We're evacuating. We're doing our job. We're not worried. You know, I mean, they just go through these talking points. They're in denial. There is no touch of reality to where these people are today. The Biden administration's responses will continue to run our evacuation process as long as the security situation allows. The security situation is the Taliban, as long as they will allow us to. Well, I don't know. When asked if there was any flexibility on the withdrawal date, this Dr. Sheehan, he said, told Sky News, he said, they occupied our country. If we occupy your country, what you say to me? What if I killed your people in your country? What you say then? Well, a lot of people are saying a lot of things. Republican South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, himself a veteran, he called for President Biden's impeachment Friday. He said if he leaves any American or any of our allies behind in Afghanistan, he needs to be impeached. Senator Graham said, quote, we are duty bound to get every American citizen now, he says, we're honor bound to get those Afghans who fought along our side. And here's what I would say. If we leave any Americans behind, if we leave thousands of those Afghans who fought on our side bravely, Joe Biden deserves to be impeached for a high crime and misdemeanor of dereliction of duty. He said any com- any commander, any military commander would be court-martialed for leaving our people behind. And I think the commander in chief owes it to every American citizen and owes it to the Afghans who fought along our side to get them out, because if they leave them behind, they're going to get slaughtered. He's right, they will. The American embassy in Kabul Kabul, has already announced we cannot guarantee safe passage for Americans to the airport. Clearly, President Biden's approach in handling this catastrophe is not working. He now stands at this intersection of courage and denial. Is he a courageous man for pushing through, doing things that are not working, not capable of changing course, coming up with a better plan. C.S. Lewis said, Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point. President Biden is at that testing point. It has been said the easiest way to solve a problem is to deny it exists. That's exactly what our government is doing. They are denying that a problem exists. And the whole world is standing by and saying, what are you saying? And why are you saying this? Freefall is not an overstatement of where we are, this particular, this particular administration. He is at an intersection, a crossroads, the proverbial fork in the road. You can call it what you want, but America is about to experience what our president is really all about, it is that testing point. C.S. Lewis got it right. It is the testing point. And all of our actions, all of our actions, what we think, what we do as individuals, whether we're president of the United States or we're just nobody, we're me sitting on the porch, everything about our life is formed from what we deeply believe 
the virtue, the values that we hold in our heart. And that's why we must stick to God's word and God's ways. Well, we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.